Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and Locked On Podcast Network. I think the Cardinals to, to finish second place with 10 or 11 wins. I have high expectations for Eric Dahlmeister. I think he's going to be all right. I, I don't know why they don't run it back with Jimmy G. Welcome into another episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This eight-episode series is taking you division by division all across the NFL to make sure that all of your burning questions are answered ahead of the 2022 NFL season. And we're answering those questions with the help of over 30 of our Locked On local experts, the folks that know your favorite teams better than anyone because they cover them every single Monday through Friday. We'll also be joined by betting expert Lee Sterling of the Locked On Bets podcast to help you set the edge and take home some cash this NFL season and NFL scout Matt Williamson is here to give us his division predictions all across the NFL. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, daily host of the Locked On Saints podcast. I'm here to take you through all of our 30 experts to make sure you're getting all the information that you need ahead of the 2022 NFL season. And today it's the NFC West. It's game day for the Los Angeles Rams, but should you be betting on them for more than just Thursday night football? The Seattle Seahawks may have lost Russell Wilson, but maybe they can win enough games to win you some money this NFL season. Meanwhile, the Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers are set to slug it out for second place, it feels like, in the NFC West division. For more, we're joined by the host of Locked on Rams, Locked on Cardinals, Locked on 49ers, and Locked on Seahawks to break down the NFC West. Make or break. All right, everybody, continuing on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 today with the meanest, meanest division in all the NFC. I think most of the better teams in the uh, NFL or really on the NFC are really in this conference, and it's one that's usually hard fought. Uh, and I don't expect it to be any different here in 2022. And to help us break it all down here in the NFC West is Corbin K. Smith of Locked On Seahawks, Travis Rogers of Locked On Rams, Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals, and of course, Brian Peacock of not only Locked On 49ers, but also Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And Brian, we'll be hearing from your buddy, Matt Williamson, a little bit later on. Uh, but to get us started, let's go with the division champion, NFC champion, world champion, uh, Los Sounds Angeles good. Rams. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Travis Rogers locked on Rams. What's the make or break story for these guys going into 2022? 
Well, it, it was something that popped up in the middle of last season, and I don't know if they've got a, a definitive answer on it. And though we're nine, ten months down the road from when it was last time, it's Matthew Stafford's elbow, mm. right? The, the, this is the question, that if this is something that is not just a minor little thing that they can address by giving him a little a, a week off here or don't throw in the preseason, not a big deal. If it's something beyond that, I think it could change from they got a really good chance to defend their Super Bowl championship to – they might not be a playoff team if he misses significant time. And I think this is probably true of just about every team in the NFL. But if you have a guy that was as good as he was for them at the end of the line, they do not win the Super Bowl without Matthew Stafford doing what he did in the postseason. I don't even know if they get into the playoffs. He's that important to what they do. He hasn't had a ton of time to work with Allen Robinson. He hasn't had a ton of time to get to know a, a, the handful of new faces that may be there, a couple on the offensive line that I'm sure we'll get into at one point or another. But Matthew Stafford's elbow is the number one story heading into the opener against Buffalo, and it'll be the number one story if we don't get a clear answer to, yes, he's 100% healthy throughout the entire season. Yeah, and Travis, here we are on game day, this episode dropping. So we're hoping that, or you know, I, I assume most Rams fans are hoping that tonight gives a little bit of a glimmer of hope or maybe some clarity in terms of what that is, or do you expect something sooner? No, I think that we're going to know a, a little bit after the Buffalo game, but I think we'll have a better idea of when you get a chance, an idea of, is he practicing? Is he mm. not practicing? Is this something that, you know, he's showing up on Sundays and trying to grit his way through it, gut his way through it? Or is this something that, you know, if he looks great against the Bills and he practices all week and he comes out against Carolina, excuse me, Atlanta, and looks really good, then I think it'll kind of go away. And maybe we're talking about some other things. But if, oh, Matthew Stafford didn't practice this week or he was a limited in practice this week and maybe they're looking for opportunities to get him off the field which they really didn't do very much last season even though they had some leads along the way they let him continue to play if maybe they're a little more cautious like that I think it does you know maybe we get in a Halloween Thanksgiving before we have a real clear answer on what his health is well if you need a, a guy over in Los Angeles that can get your you know future potential Hall of Fame quarterback off the field I know a guy in New Orleans and Taysom Hill that might be able to help you out uh, a couple <laughs> of snaps here and there uh, Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals these Cardinals came in second place last year in the NFC West what's the make or break story around their opportunity to be able to do that again or better in 2022 can Cliff Kingsbury do something he's never done before in his head coaching career elevated team to victory from week one through the end of the season. And I mm. say this not flippantly. I say this not because I ride Cliff a little bit harder than others might. But what we saw from last season was, in a vacuum, this Arizona Cardinals team could have won the Super Bowl. I think you could say that, as Travis mentioned about a quarterback getting injured, that any team in the NFL could win a Super Bowl in a vacuum when nothing goes wrong. And then when there's some sort of instability, the vacuum gets opened up. Cliff Kingsbury's inability to call plays at a, it, at a timely and very important standpoint, it's been, it's been null and void during the second half of pretty much every season that he's been a head coach. So if he can do that, lead a team, the Cardinals could, could definitely make some damage in 2022. That's a, a, a big uh, kind of proving ground, I guess, here in 2022 for Cliff Kingsbury and those Arizona Cardinals. We'll jump now to Brian Peacock, host uh, or one of the co-hosts, actually, of Locked On 49ers. Don't want to get to don't want to forget to mention former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, who does a great job over at the Locked On 49ers podcast every Monday through Friday, along with Brian. Uh, Brian, the make or break story in the Bay Area. Oh, it's clearly quarterback and probably, you know, four teams in, in this division. It's quarterback. 
And there's a big reason why in the NFL, there's a big reason why for the 49ers. And when you spend three first round picks to go up and get a guy, and then you put him in as your starting quarterback for the first time this season, that, that's everything. And this is a Super Bowl roster aside from their quarterbacks. So the, you take the sliding scale of how Glance plays to how good the 49ers record is going to be at the end of the year, how quickly he comes up to speed. And there's going to be some ups and downs. And I think uh, if the 49ers are behind halfway through the first game of the season to have fans going absolutely crazy. Corbin K. Smith locked on Seahawks. Uh, you got to keep the quarterback theme going here when it comes to the make or break story for the Seattle Seahawks. Unfortunately, yes. With Russell Wilson now being in Denver, you know, I could sit here and talk about the team trying to move on at quarterback, not having their future franchise guy currently on the roster. But for this particular team, this is not a roster away from quarterback that is set up to tank. There is still a lot of talent on both sides of the football. So I think the key storyline for this 2022 Seahawks team, can the rest of the roster elevate this football team without having a standout quarterback? And I think that that's something that Pete Carroll is very intrigued to see what's going to transpire this season because his bread and butter has always been great defense and running the football. And if they are going to surprise people and win a lot of games, they're going to have to excel in both those areas. The defense has not been as good the last couple of years, but they have a lot of talent on that side of the ball with Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, Jordan Brooks looks like a potential all-pro to replace Bobby Wagner in the middle. They've got some really exciting young player, young players that can rush off the edge and Daryl Taylor, Boye Mafe, their second-round pick out of Minnesota, Echenna Nuosa. I mean, there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball and away from quarterback. Rashad Penny was the best running back in football the last six weeks last year. Finally healthy. You've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Noah Fant has a lot of upside if he can get the football. So quarterback obviously is a major issue with Geno Smith winning that starting job over Drew Locke. Who knows what's going to play out under center. But the rest of the roster is set up that if the quarterback can just do an adequate job managing the game and not turn over the football, this team is going to be annoying to opponents and they could potentially win more games than people think they will. And that'll take us over to our next topic here, which of course is division predictions. Division predictions. Corbin, I know that you would like to see those Seattle Seahawks be that nuisance across the NFC West and really across the NFC. So to kind of take a look at what the possibility might be from another perspective, here's what Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, which of course also stars our good friend here, Brian Peacock, uh, and what he had to say about the way that the NFC West might shake out in 2022. NFC West, four to one. We have Seattle at four, Arizona at three, San Francisco at two, Rams at one. Seattle's a distance fourth to me. I mean, again, really bad roster, really questionable quarterbacks. I think they have the worst quarterback situation in the league this year. Absolute rebuild. I like the draft class they brought in, especially the two tackles to kind of pave the way for next year. But I think this is a really long season for Seattle in a brutal division. Arizona flashes. But my problem with the Cardinals is the way that they're built. You know, they're either old or little. And, you know, Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray, Moore, all those guys are tiny. And then a lot of the dudes that they're counting on are like James Conner, who's been really injury prone. DeAndre Hopkins, who's already suspended. J.J. Watts up in age. The center, Hudson. 
So I don't think when you're built that way, it's a coincidence that the second half of the year doesn't go as well as the first half of the year. You get worn down in this league. I don't like their roster construction. I have great trust in the 49ers. I think they'll be in the hunt. I think Lance will bring a new element to an amazing Shanahan offense already. Their defensive front is superb. I like their top three weapons a ton. They'll run the ball extremely well. They got some defensive upgrades. I think they'll be in the mix to win this division. If not, I'd like them to be a wild card and, as usual, make a lot of noise in the playoffs. And I'm going to go with the Super Bowl champs at number one. My only hesitancy with that is they've been remarkably lucky, fortunate, whatever, with injuries to their key players. You know, the Rams are built stars, not much of a middle class, and then scrubs. And their stars have stayed remarkably healthy over this last five years or so. Stafford has some arm issues. It doesn't seem like that's as big a deal. But that that just seems like a weak foundation to build off of. But it's certainly working, and I think they have a great head coach. So I'm going to take the Rams once again to win the NFC West. I, I, I think that I, I might switch the middle two depending on how good Trey Lance is, right? Like like Brian mentioned a minute ago, if Trey Lance is something that 49er fans are hoping that he will be, then all of a sudden that is a very that, that that's the team as a as a Rams person that gives me the most concern because that is a bad matchup for the Rams. We've seen it over and over again. The Rams do not match up with them. And Jimmy G, I know he takes a lot of grief, and I know that he it's probably a pretty big surprise that he's back at all, but. He was pretty good against the Rams. Not great, but good enough to do what he does. Um, if all of a sudden Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G, look out. If all of a sudden he's worse than Jimmy G, then I think maybe Arizona slides into that number two spot. And it, it, kind of the opposite is true of Arizona. That's the team that the Rams have beat like a drum, really, since Sean, McG- uh, Sean McVay has come in. And for all the reasons that, that Matt mentioned, that th- this is a team that just feels to me like when it comes time, and, and like Alex mentioned in, 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 in a minute ago, when it comes time to the really important things, they never get it right. And San Francisco always gets it right. So this is why it comes back to me with Trey Lance being so important. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I would flip the middle too. And it's not from a homer perspective. Like from a football fan perspective, I hope Trey Lance is great because great young quarterbacks are the best part of the NFL. And we've seen flashes. I mean, in Arizona last year when Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt, he was Trey Lance was an Isaiah Simmons goal line stop away from tying and potentially winning that game on the road at State Farm Stadium. So we've seen little flashes, but I don't understand it. I, The vitriol I have for the national media, et cetera, just coining San Francisco, this genius franchise, constantly over and over and over again. I understand they made the Super Bowl, and I also understand that Kyle Shanahan has three 10-loss seasons as the head coach of said San Francisco 49ers. I think they bungled the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, showing their hand too quickly. So what I hope from an Arizona Cardinals perspective is they're 50-50 and you don't know who to start each week. That's the best case scenario for the Cardinals and for the rest of the NFC. But lest we forget, they were on the fringe of not making the playoffs last year. They made a great run, beat Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think that they should have the third best percentage to come out of the NFC just because they did it last year. So, I mean, Peacock and I go back a long ways. Okay, We have a lot of fun in our crossovers. I just don't necessarily agree with the praise that the 49ers always get. Uh, I don't blame Alex for feeling that way. You know, he, he feels like probably the uh, redheaded stepchild of the division over there in Arizona. Um, and uh, clearly the 49ers are a better franchise top to bottom 
than the the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I know that's tough to deal with on a daily basis. But I mean, this division could really end in any order because there's enough of um, thing going wrong here or one thing going right over here that could really change the entire landscape of the NFC West. Brian makes a very good point there about the Seahawks. And again, this is not being a homer hosting locked on Seahawks because I think they're going to finish last in the division. But I do not agree with Matt Williamson. This team is going to be in for a really, really long season. Again, I think that this is a team that week in, week out is going to be really pesky and they're going to win some games that nobody thinks they're going to because they have Pete Carroll as the coach. And again, there's a lot of talent on this roster. There's a lot of proven all pro and pro bowl talent Mm -hmm. on this roster. This is not a team that is built to tank away from the quarterback position. Even Geno Smith, if he plays at his best, can be a solid starter, at least as a bridge guy this season. So uh, this is top to bottom. I think he's still a very good division with all four teams. So Corbin, if you had to pick Corbin Smith locked on Seahawks, how many games do you think this Seattle Seahawks team realistically has the chance to win in 2022, even if they do finish last in the division? I th- I could see this team winning anywhere from five to nine games. I mm-hmm. could see them winning uh, nine, go nine and eight if everything falls in place. Because again, there is a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. You have a Super Bowl winning coach and Pete Carroll who's trying to reinstill his philosophy. Their roster is built better for that philosophy now going into 2022. I don't see them getting above 500, but if everything falls in place, it's realistic that they could go 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight this year. And this is a division last year where the Rams won, what was it, 12 games? The 12. Uh, yeah. yeah, the 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 uh, Cardinals won 10 or 11 games, and then you had the 49ers win nine games. And so even, you know, a seven win team can be fourth in this division, but still have a pretty positive outlook on the season that it put together, I imagine. Yeah, a seven and 10 record for the Seahawks this year is going to look a lot different than seven and 10 last year when Russell Wilson was still on the roster mm-hmm. and they didn't have all these rookies that are going to be starting. So seven, seven and 10 this year would be a much different outlook going into next year than it was this dreadful offseason. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So guys, um, it seems like everybody kind of seems to be in concert with Matt Williamson and his projection uh, with the Seahawks at four, the Cardinals at, well, the, the conversation really was about who would be second place or third place within this division. So if we know that the, if we feel like the Seattle Seahawks are going to be number four and then the Rams are going to be number one, Travis, you kind of told us your outlook, but Brian and, and Alex, you guys were kind of going back and forth a little bit. Would you each take the teams that you cover, the 49ers and the Cardinals to be second place? Or do you feel like there's reality that it's one or the other? I think the Cardinals to, to finish second place with 10 or 11 wins. I mean, they're they're uh, 11 and three against the 49ers in the last seven years. So you tell me. Well, the Arizona Cardinals will look in 2022 to make that a 13 and three record over the last 16 matchups by the time that the season all comes to an end. In order for that to happen, there's going to have to be some impact players all over that roster, as well as, of course, rest of the NFC West. So let's talk about the impact players that will be there as we uh, continue on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Impact players. All right, everybody, continuing on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joined today by the local experts of Locked On Seahawks, Locked On Rams, Locked On Cardinals, and Locked On 49ers as we continue to break down the NFC West. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, let's go right back to you. You had mentioned that great record that the Cardinals have put together against the San Francisco 49ers here of late. Who are some of the impact players, the guys that have been in the system for a little while, have the ability to sort of establish the culture, establish the uh, identity of this team in 2022? Yeah, it's a perfect mix of old and young, as Travis mentioned in the first segment. I mean, you start with Kyler Murray, obviously, moving to impact players, non, non-quarterback related. Buda Baker may be the most underrated, undervalued safety in mm. the NFL. Jalen Thompson, I call him his backup dancer, but he is a force to be reckoned with. He just got a got a, a nice contract extension. I think the safety group is top three in the NFL, if not top five. Um, you're going to have to look at Rodney Hudson. If he stays on the field for 17 weeks, the Cardinals can definitely win 10 or 11 games. They did not do that when he was off the field with COVID and other injuries last season. And then the impact maker, I think, of the young group that is going to show everybody what he's made. It was the former eighth overall pick from a couple of years ago in Isaiah Simmons. We pe- mm. People like to say he's built in a lab. He's a master, you know, a jack of all trades, whatever. The dude is smart. He's wickedly fast. He threw Cam Newton like a rag doll his rookie year uh, that ended up causing the Cardinals to lose a game. He had two goal line stands against Derrick Henry and Trey Lance last year. He is poised for a Pro Bowl jump this year. And if the Cardinals get that from him, they could definitely, again, make some noise uh, deep into the playoffs. And I think the Cardinals are doing a good job over the course of the offseason with their new star role plan for Isaiah Simmons to finally put him in position to continue to be that impact player. So lots of things going right for the former eighth overall selection. Corbin K. Smith locked on Seahawks. You broke down the roster around the quarterback, but who are some of the highlight guys that you look at that have the ability to be those impact players in 2022? Again, this Seahawks roster has a lot of proven all-pro and Pro Bowl talent, and you've got to look no further than who Geno Smith is going to be throwing to on the outside with DK Metcalf, only 24 years old, just got a monster deal. And two of his three best games last year were with Geno Smith as the quarterback. And I think that's something that is being pushed off by the national media or they are not paying attention to it. Russell Wilson had issues getting him the football last year. The three games that Geno Smith started, again, two of those were DK Metcalf's best games. He caught four touchdowns in those three starts. So Metcalf has a chance to absolutely explode in his fourth season, maybe be an all-pro for the second time in his career, even without Russell Wilson because he's got a really good rapport with Geno Smith. Tyler Lockett, three straight 1,000-yard seasons, and yet he still goes under the radar. Not the flashiest receiver, but he just gets the job done. Still one of the best in the business. So if there's reason for hope for Geno Smith, Look at the weapons that you've got. And on the defensive side of the football, look no further than Quandre Diggs finally starting to get the recognition he deserved. Got a couple all-pro votes last year. Second straight season with five interceptions. The only player in the NFL the last five years 
with at least three interceptions in every season. And yet, really, nobody knew him outside of Seattle or Detroit until a couple of years ago. Back-to-back Pro Bowls, him and Jamal Adams both being healthy, they have a chance to really be the difference makers on this defense playing in a new scheme that should be really catered quite well to their diverse strengths. Now, Brian Peacock, I know that we're no longer calling the Bay Area Bay Area. We're calling it Trey Area now. But what are some of the guys around that uh, Trey Area, of course, on the roster that are going to help it all happen in 2022 when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers? Well, uh, I'll tell you about what could potentially keep it from happening, and that is the offensive line. And uh, Trent mm-hmm. Williams is one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, but there's three starters on the interior and that worries me sure up the middle against a young back if he's never confident in the pocket does he get skittish that could really hurt development and i know kyle Shane wants to run the ball a lot this year to take pressure off his young quarterback so that's also contingent on the interior offensive line to fend more and i think brandon iuk that can knock another level to the 49 offense that we have not seen. And speaking of unlocking another level when it comes to the offense, that's exactly what Matt Stafford did for the Los Angeles Rams last year. The guys that he are gonna that he's gonna be throwing to are pretty proven commodities, Travis Rogers of Lockdown Rams. Who are some of those guys that stand out on the offensive defensive side to have that impact in 2022? Well, it's funny because you know, talking about earlier, the Rams do have this cast system inside the building that you have the megastars, whether it's Cup, Stafford, Donald, and Ramsey, and and then you have kind of the guys that don't get nearly as much attention. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of both, right? Mm. On the offensive side, it is the the guys that we don't talk about. And two fifths of the Rams' offensive line are new guys. They they're, they're they're returning players, but they're new starters. That Andrew Whitworth retires, all of a sudden Joe Nopum is your new left tackle. Joe Nopum's a really good football player. He's played a lot of football for the Rams, but it's a little different when you're filling in for a week for Andrew Whitworth, knowing that Big Brother's coming back. And it's different when you have to hold that thing down for 17 weeks in a row. That that is something that I've got my eye on. The other part is, and kind of these two things happen simultaneously. The Rams' number one pick, their their top pick, not a first rounder, is, is Logan Bruss was their first pick. Well, he hurt his knee in 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 an exhibition game. He's done for the whole season, which means Coleman Shelton who was your number one depth guy on the offensive line last year. He could play all three middle positions. He's now your starting right guard. Depth behind him, good luck. You know, you're going to have to figure out what happens after that. So all of a sudden, the Rams were very healthy on the offensive line last year with some pretty good depth with guys like Coleman Shelton ready to go in the event that it happened. But those guys are gone. You got the new guys in. And then, you know, talking with some people around the Rams, the, t- the, the thing that Austin Corbett, who was the, the right guard on the team last year, was really good at was all the really nasty stuff that offensive linemen are known for, right? The guy that's willing to mix it up. The guy that might be willing to start something along the way. Who's that guy now? Now that he's gone, who's willing to do that? Because No Boom's kind of a mild-mannered guy. Rob Havenstein's kind of a mild-mannered guy. These are guys that have been around a long time, but they're not necessarily the nastiest guys in that regard. So that's the offense as far as the impact. that you, you get, Those guys got to work for all of the stars to do theirs. On the other side, I think it's a star. It's Jalen Ramsey. That I, I, And I don't know the answer to this question. Was he hurt at the end of last year, or did we start to see the very beginning of him being something other than the Mm. best cornerback in the NFL? He got beat a lot in the playoffs. Now, maybe it was just scheme. Maybe it was just uh, uh, trying to make a play, and he got burned a little bit, or maybe it's something else. He got his shoulders fixed during this offseason. So if he's Jalen Ramsey, it takes a ton of pressure off of the kids on the other side of the field where the Rams are completely rebuilding that after the departure of Darius Williams. If he's just a normal NFL corner and even a pretty good one, puts a lot of pressure on those other guys. So if Jalen is still Jalen, 
I think it's a huge, a huge advantage for the Rams. Doesn't hurt when you're a cornerback as well. That's got a guy like Aaron Donald terrorizing the line of scrimmage. He's okay, though, right, Travis? He's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I have high expectations for Aaron Donald this year. I think he's going to be all right. <laughs> as we turn our attention from the guys that have been around for a while, they can have that impact for each of these NFC West teams, which is sure to be a pretty competitive division here in a weakened NFC outside of the West. Uh, let's turn our attention now away from the guys that have been around for a while and now over to the new faces. New faces. And for us to do that, we're going to start off here with Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals. You mentioned that the Cardinals are a nice blend of kind of old and new. Who are some of the new faces, whether they be free agency ads, draft additions, or even in the coaching staff that have the uh, opportunity to have an immediate impact for the Cardinals this year? Well, let me start with the good. I mean, Will Hernandez coming over from the Giants to play right guard, kind of shore up the interior of the offensive line to where Ronnie Hudson doesn't have to play three positions at once is, is is a nice little addition by Steve Keim. It's going to be fruitful. The floor is going to be very high for Will Hernandez being next to Kelvin Beecham and Rodney Hudson. It'll make his job a little bit easier than what he was dealing with uh, in East Rutherford. But you look at the two that I'm going to mention now. Um, Ross, you and I have talked behind closed doors. We talked outside of the doors. Trading for Hollywood Brown in the first round and then drafting a tight end in the second round when there were glaring needs elsewhere. Pass rush, interior off, interior defensive line, cornerback, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These players now have more of a pressure, especially Marquise Brown, to perform right away with DeAndre Hopkins out for six weeks. This new face could be the future of the organization from the wide receiver position. We don't know what he's going to be like in a pass-first offense. We saw it when he was in college against guys that were going to get, you know, first period French on Monday after a game on Saturday. (laughs) This ain't that, you know? And with Kyler Murray, he needs guys for the future, not just DeAndre Hopkins. And if he bears fruits, remember, he shares an agent with DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Debo Samuel. So you hope that the production will be there before he inevitably sits out and doesn't want to play without another contract. And the Trey McBride, second-round pick, the the best corner, uh, best uh, tight end coming out of the draft, pound for pound by the pundits, they have all the players in the NFL on offense now. So those are the two guys that – can add depth and impact at the same time, both very young in age and just very different in stature. And you get a little bit of a boost over on that offense. I know it's not a new face, but it'll feel like a new face in a way when DeAndre Hopkins pops back up week seven as a part of that team. I mean, that offense only gets better from there. And of course, he returns against the New Orleans Saints, but we're not going to talk about that. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Corbin K. Smith locked on Seahawks. All of the attention nationally around the Seahawks has been about what they've lost. What about what they've gained over the course of the offseason? Some of the new faces that can have an immediate impact in 2022. Well, I know some of my NFC West cohorts are going to talk about players they traded for, signing free agency, but for the Seahawks, it's all about this 2022 draft class Mm. that they are extremely excited about, and for good reason. Seven of their nine draft picks made the roster, and it probably would have been eight if not for fifth-round pick Tyree Smith being out for the year with a hip injury. He looked pretty good in the practices. He was healthy this last month in camp and unfortunately injured his other hip, so he's not going to be out there, but they're going to be starting as many as four rookies against the Denver Broncos in week one. Now that might not look very good in week one, especially going against Russell Wilson of all quarterbacks, but you're going to have Tariq Woolen at 6'4". His nickname's Avatar for a reason, 4'2", 6'40", at that height. And he was fantastic in training camp and in the preseason. 
Looks like he's going to start from day one as a fifth-round pick. Last time Seahawks did that, uh, back with a fifth-round pick, eh, the guy's name was Richard Sherman, kind of an interesting uh, player to compare to, but much more athletic than Sherman coming to the league raw in a sense, but he makes up for it with his athleticism. And then you're going to have Kobe Bryant, their fourth-round pick from Cincinnati, I think is going to play a lot earlier rather than later. He might even do it in week one. With Betts and Justin Coleman. And on the offensive side, this could be the third team since 1970 to have two rookie starting in week. Mm. And Charles Cross, number nine overall pick, looks like the number nine overall pick. Fantastic in pass protection already, has shown improvements in run blocking. And Abe Lucas, their third round pick, I think was the most impressive rookie on their entire team in training camp in the preseason, just mauling people in the run game. Who cares if he played an air raid offense? It has not shown on the practice field or in game action, and he's been really good in pass protection, as you would expect, given the scheme he played in. So those guys are going to have a massive jump in competition starting off the beginning of the regular season. There's going to be lumps in the road, but this has a chance to be a foundational draft class, very similar to the 2011 and 2012 draft classes and everybody knows what that turned into for the Seahawks that's a not a not a bad place to be and of course like we should just acknowledge that the NFL knew exactly what they were doing opening the season with the uh Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks uh that we we all know what that was about uh (laughs) and smart smart by the NFL Travis Rogers you can take us home locked on Rams some of the new faces there they're gonna help it all happen in 2022 well here let me give you a quick list here Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Justin Fields, Mitch Trubisky, and Andy Dalton. These are the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson played with prior to coming to Los Angeles to take uh, to, to hook up with Matthew Stafford. So when, I, I think that not only will he be good, I think he's going to have an opportunity to be very, very good when you put him with a highly functioning head coach, an offensively-minded head coach, and a quarterback that can really make some things happen. I think that the impact that he's going to have is extraordinary. And Cooper Cup is still the number one guy on this team, so he's going to get a ton of opportunities to do some work with a very good head coach and a very good quarterback. So I think he's probably at that top of the list. Bobby Wagner on the other side of the ball. Uh, Corbin, I know that you could probably speak to this even better than I can because we haven't gotten to see Bobby Wagner really other than in some camp situations. We haven't seen him in the Rams' offense, or excuse me, their defense. This is this is a position that the Rams have kind of thrown up their hands on in the Sean McVay era. They had Corey Littleton doing it for a while. He leaves. They had Troy Reader doing it the last season. He's gone as well. We just have – this was not uh, an area of emphasis for them. So not only did they address that, but they addressed it with a multiple-time Pro Bowler along the way. Uh, he seems highly motivated to prove that he's still got some pretty good football left in him. So I'm excited to see Bobby Wagner. And the last one I'll say is a guy – that wasn't with the team last year, but has been with them previously. Troy Hill comes over. Um, they, mm. they reacquire him. I think that you you almost had to do that. We talked about Jalen Ramsey, and, and we'll see what he does. I'm, I'm optimistic there. But there are other options at quarterback. A Robert Rochelle, who's incredibly green and inexperienced. And then you've got some uh, guys like Kobe Durant, who was a late-round draft pick. you got Darian Kendrick, who was a late-round draft pick. These are guys that may or may not be up for NFL football. The Rams have had a great deal of success in finding guys in rounds four, five, six, and seven that can step in and play, but it's not a luxury. One of those guys is going to have to play. I think Troy Hill takes a little bit of the pressure off there. Coming back in, he's familiar with the system. He's familiar with the team, but uh, those are the guys. But I I cannot wait to see what Allen Robinson does in a real functioning situation that isn't Jacksonville or Chicago. 
Yeah, I think uh, our friend over at Locked on Bears, Lauren Cox, is anxious to see uh, what it is for Allen Robinson to play with a quarterback, the stature of Matt Stafford. I remember a few years ago, uh, Lauren Cox putting out that sort of save Allen Robinson video that drew a lot of attention, <laughs> highlighting a lot of the quarterbacks. A good coach and being number two to Cooper Cup. I, he, I, it, could be, it could be something. I'm excited. Yeah. Not a bad spot for him at all. And of course, you know, it still trips me out that Bobby Wagner is a Los Angeles Ram, but that's just kind of wild. Uh, I, I want to highlight for a moment um, a couple of guys that uh, Brian Peacock highlighted. We kind of lost him throughout all of this, but, uh, you know, the addition of Drake Jackson, of course, in the second round, staying in state, coming over from the USC, somebody that's sure to contribute uh, to that already very stout front seven for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, as well as the new addition coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs, Traverius. Ward, the cornerback that's there to help to solidify uh, the passing game over on the defensive side for this 49ers um, this 49ers defense that was kind of working with a little bit of patchwork at a couple of points throughout the, uh, the, the 2021 season. So good to see them continue to shore that up because we have a young quarterback like um, a young quarterback like Trey Lance, the things that you want to have around him are a, a good tight end that he can target close to the line of scrimmage. You have that absolutely with George Kittle, but then also get yourself a very good defense on the way as well. And the 49ers have worked very hard to continue to build up that defense. So uh, I appreciate you guys coming here and helping us break down the NFC West. Once again, that was Brian Peacock at BD Peacock uh, on Twitter for the Locked On 49ers. We've also got here Travis Rogers of Locked On Rams, Corbin K. Smith of Locked On Seahawks, and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. So if you want to keep up with your 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals news, you can find each of these podcasts every single Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app and on YouTube as well. Coming up next, should you be putting your money on the Los Angeles Rams to repeat in 2022? Travis Rogers sure wouldn't mind seeing it. Why not? Uh, but, what is it <laughs> but what is it that Lee Sterling, our betting expert, had to say from Locked On Bets? He's here to help you set the edge as we continue on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Setting the edge with Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Bets every single Monday through Friday to bring home some cash when it comes to the NFL season, college football season, and all the other sports out there for you to take advantage of. Hosted by your boy Q and our good friend Lee Sterling, who is back at Paramount Sports on Twitter to help us take a look at the NFC West. A Pretty intriguing division year in and year out, but maybe a little bit more separation thanks to the departure of Russell Wilson. Lee, right now we have the Los Angeles Rams reigning Super Bowl champions favored to win the division plus, excuse me, uh, yeah, no, that's right, the division uh, plus 130. San Francisco 49ers not far behind at plus 165. They've got a quarterback change of their own down over in the Bay Area. Uh, plus 350 for the Arizona Cardinals, and then far and away behind them, the Seattle Seahawks at plus 1,400. Let's start off with the Rams. They did it last year. Could they come out of the division? We'll start there uh, as winners again. So they need to solidify the left tackle position, most important Right, no position. Andrew Whitworth anymore. Yeah, Joe, no boom. Uh, I think it'll be okay. Um, I like the addition of Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh should be good. And I love Cam Akers. I love guys that are a couple years removed from injury. Here's a guy that can run the ball, catch the ball really well in the backfield, cut on a dime. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be much better in the NFL than he was in college. And I think this is going to be his breakout year. And then you get Bobby Wagner on defense. Um, I don't know how they got him under the salary. <laughs> probably in a couple years – they're, you're going to say, oh, they're like 75 million above the cap, and they're playing, you know, ah. playing with a roster that looks like Seattle. It eventually happens. <laughs> you can't, can't keep figuring a way, you know, with the signing bonuses to work it out that way. But um, in the meantime, he's a thumper. I mean, yeah, emotional leader. Um, so it's all there. Just the question is, you know, after you've won it, can you have that type of fire in you and? And that type of team unity and the breaks and the injuries go your way uh, enough to win a Super Bowl. That's the only thing. Talent-wise, they're right there. Does this team get a little bit of a boost if they manage to get Odo Beckham Jr. back at some point during the season? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it should be uh, should be another fun year. So, uh, I, you know, I didn't Angeles. think they were going to win the Super Bowl last year, but mm-hmm. everything came together and – caught some teams at the right time and won some close games. That's what it's all about. So they're certainly, if they're not your favorite, they're in the top two or top three. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a story for uh, Matthew Stafford to just get there and immediately win a Super Bowl. And Hey, a guy like Aaron Donald and a guy like Jalen Ramsey, they don't hurt either no. for sure. Uh, San Francisco 49ers going from Jimmy Garoppolo, although Jimmy Garoppolo will be in San Francisco as the NFL's highest paid backup after his new contract extension. But turning things over to, as they like to call him, Trey Area, Trey Lance over in the Bay Area. How are you feeling about these San Francisco 49ers within the division? I, I don't know why they don't run it back with Jimmy G. I mean, I know mm. they invested a lot in Trey Lance. And he might eventually be good, but I don't think he's there yet. So some people like him. I'm not one of them. I mean, I guess if you have Jimmy G, you want to at least have the veteran around. So if things don't go well in a game, you can bring in the veteran. Mm-hmm. If things aren't going well, you can't just bring back Trey Lance, bring him off the bench when you're down 14 points. Yeah. So, okay, I can see it. Um, deep offensive line. I mean – yeah. They let go of some guys that were picked up by other teams that can play. So uh, 
their fronts on both sides are really good, and they'll stay in games. But, you know, I, I don't think they're as good as last year just because the quarterback position. I know you eventually got to see if he's the guy, but um, I don't think he's there yet. That's a big look right there. I mean, yeah, I, I think you know, probably the popular opinion is go to Trey Lance instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think that's a little bit of that sort of shiny new distraction type thing, right? It's like the shiny new toy as opposed to the steady guy that knows your offense, knows the system, and has taken you to the Super Bowl in it before. If you got a lot of holes, then you got to go with, you know, the shiny new car, a guy that can make the big pass, Mm -hmm. you know, scramble, make the run. But I don't think they're that type of team. I think they're that type of team that if you have an average quarterback, he plays within himself. They can win. So I don't think it was the fault that they lost last year. So yeah. um, um, I would have done things differently, but I'm not the head coach. Yeah, well, you know, we get paid a lot less, right. Right, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> uh, the Arizona Cardinals plus 350. Lots of talk around Kyler Murray for this during the offseason. But, you know, look, they get Hollywood Brown. They have – they're sort of figuring things out over on defense. Maybe is this a team that can make things interesting in the NFC West? I think so. You know, uh, obviously there was all those rumors, whether it was putting his contract that he had to study a certain amount of – I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. You know, um, some of these kids, they make so much money so quick to put in the hours. Um, he's one of those guys, I think if he does, there's a lot of indecision on his part. You'll see he doesn't find that first receiver and he can't find anyone after. And then he's scrambling around. And that's when a lot of these turnovers happen. So mm-hmm. I think with a little more dedication to the sport and, you know, Kingsbury is a good mind. But I don't know if he's the type of head coach as far as a leader. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he's too buddy-buddy with these guys. So um, uh, I always look back on my career. Teams that did the best, um, you know, you weren't buddy-buddy with a head coach. So um, I, I, I think the talent is there. I don't know if he's the right coach for this team. But a little more dedication, a little bit better play from Kyler Murray, especially down the stretch and in the playoffs. They're a dangerous team. I mean, talent-wise, they're up there with every team in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. You just need the coaching to click and, of course, the ball to fall the right way. Now, the Seattle Seahawks fall under the moniker. You have two quarterbacks, then you have no quarterbacks. Uh, Geno Smith, Drew Locke. Does it matter which one of these guys starts or is Seattle just in full rebuild mode one way or another? Full rebuild mode, totally. And I think Pete Carroll, um, they're paying him a lot of money. They told him flat out what they're planning on doing. When you get rid of Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, you're not going to be able to compete. I mean, if they were 38, 40 years old, okay, but not when they still have a year or two left. So another thing also, defensive coordinators. Coordinators are important. Yeah, I don't like – this guy, Clint Hurt, was like a defensive line coach four or five years ago at Miami. I don't think he's at that level. So he goes through offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators uh, does Pete Carroll, and I don't think it's a good thing. So um, I think they just want to set themselves up to get one of the top two quarterbacks. I think that that's what this year is all about. If they wanted to win, they would have gone after Jimmy G. You know, you could have had yeah. him for what? What do you think? Fourth, fifth rounder? Oh, pennies for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they're not trying to win here. They they're not trying to fool anyone. And um, Pete Carroll, I'm surprised he hung around at 70 years old. 
<laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's wanting to pioneer the rebuild a little bit and then pass the torch after things are kind of in a better situation and wants as a quarterback. I don't know. It is interesting to see that PK. Maybe that roster, he just wants to count his money. Yeah, that could be it too. This is an easy season to pick up a little bit extra, extra, extra Skrilla, I'm sure. Uh, Los Angeles Rams sitting at 10 and a half in terms of the win total here. That's the over, under, over, minus 115, under, also minus 115. How are you feeling about this one? I like them. I like the win total. They're mm-hmm. going to win 11, 12 games. They just got so much more talent. Seattle's the two easy wins here, and maybe yeah. San Francisco a little worse. I think you want to look at them. So I don't know if I want to place a wager on who's going to win the division, but I like the Rams win total over. Mm-hmm. I like the Arizona Cardinals oh, win total over. I think it's light. And I'm going to go under with San Francisco. Yeah. And right now you've got Arizona's win total at eight and a half and then San Francisco's at nine and a half. So under San Francisco over for Arizona. Right. I got to ask. I got to know. <laughs> Five and a half wins for the Seattle Seahawks. Can they do it? Way under. This is a three-win <laughs> three team. They are bad. Seattle Seahawks way under five and a half. Way under. I mean, <laughs> um, you're going to long for guys like David Craig. I mean, um, <laughs> I fumbled like 25, 30 times a year. Um, this is a bad team. Maybe who is it? Dan McGuire. I think he yeah. played there for a year uh, from San Diego State to 6'7". That was McGuire's brother. So, yeah, this is going to be a bad, bad team. Uh, over in the NFC West, you do have uh, second place right now in the NFC Conference, Los Angeles Rams, 475 plus 475. Um, you like that over the, you know, taking kind of the the, the near underdog there under the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I do. I do because, like I said, um, I think that the Matthew Stafford injury was was overblown. I think he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We need to rest him. Uh, talent's there. They're maybe even more talented than last year. Uh, left tackle position isn't a weakness. And I would take two teams. This is the first time I'm take two teams yeah. from one division uh, in the conference race uh, to get to the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the Rams to get there as my favorite. Take a shot with Arizona. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Arizona plus eighteen hundred. That's a hefty. That's a that's a not a bad payout if it happens. They make the play. <laughs> if Minnesota and Arizona make the playoffs. I'm sitting pretty. I can probably hit that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're coming right back to you, and then we're getting the rest of your thoughts going into the playoffs. Is what we're doing at that point. Um, speaking of game odds, uh, this is a little unique, but this episode here with the NFC West is going to be dropping on game day, Thursday night football. The Buffalo Bills traveling to the great city of Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Right now, as we're recording this, obviously lines are going to move. The Buffalo Bills are at minus Two, if that holds or if that shifts a little bit, how do you feel about this game? This is crazy. I can't remember a Super Bowl champion being an underdog, not on the road, at home. I mean, it's crazy, the disrespect. Now, it was one. It was pretty much Mm -hmm. one for most of the summer when it came out and went to two with Matthew Stafford's, uh, you know, the news that he might have an arm problem. It even went Mm -hmm. to two and a half at one point and settled at two here. But, you know, without Tredarius White uh, at cornerback, I think that's – Yeah. He's got, they got someone to pick on. And we saw that Buffalo gave up a lot of yards in the passing game. So, if he was back and he was 100%, might look to Buffalo. But I'm going to I'm gonna take the Rams here 
give me two points at home uh, in Matthew Stafford and defending Super Bowl champion. The only this is one of the craziest lines I've seen, and I'm going back a long, long time. I don't know if you remember this. The Miami Dolphins, who were sixteen and zero, were an underdog, underdog against Washington, which is which is crazy. I mean, Washington wasn't even that great. I mean, I'll never forget this. I mean, so I was like ten years old, and I was just starting to look at lines and Jimmy the Greek, and I remember looking at my dad and said, "What is this?" And he goes, "You know, they that's the old. They were still in the old guard. Many of the NFC won with the Cowboys, the first two. They still thought that the Jets." And the Chiefs' uh, Super Bowl wins were a fluke. So uh, and they mm. thought that the Cowboys had restored order the year before, and the Ra- uh, Raider, uh, the Redskins were going to do it. So I think hey, I love Josh Allen. I love him. I loved him coming out of the draft, but um, he's going to have to have a whale of a game for them to win on the road. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Um, the next piece. Oh, and just speaking of, just in terms of the the names that you're going to see um, at Buffalo Corner, very likely. Third-year corner Dane Jackson from Pitt and rookie corner Kair Elam. Uh, yeah, they're going to see a lot of action <laughs> going up against Van Jefferson and Allen Robinson. And, of course, uh, last year's best receiver in the NFL, Cooper Cup. So we'll see how all of that plays out. Lee, this has been um, an absolute pleasure breaking down some NFC West for you. We appreciate all that you do. Thanks, Ross. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up tomorrow, we're wrapping up the series with the always entertaining NFC East. Formerly known as the NFC Least, the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys are fighting to redeem the division while the Washington Commanders are undergoing the Carson Wentz experiment, hoping that it will work for the first time. And of course, the New York Giants are working to figure out if Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future. So we'll be joined by all of our local experts covering each of the NFC East teams to break it all down as we wrap up the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 tomorrow. Once again, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, and I would like to thank our friends over at Odyssey for all of the help and collaboration throughout this project, and as well as thank you for watching and for listening. Make sure that you are following the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check out the video version over at Locked on NFL as well on YouTube so you don't miss an episode. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 